Beaver, how you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, really well. Dorian Beaver is a, the latest very special guest to join the podcast. Uh, welcome. How long have you been playing Supercoach for, Beaver? Adam Reynolds was a rookie in my first year. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's so, a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was bloody good was, too. Yeah, he was. It was it was me that got you into Supercoach, I think, all those years ago. Is that right? Yes, that's true. I was sick of watching footy with you and some of the other boys, and uh, you know, the result didn't really matter so much as who did what. It was pretty frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you got bullied into it. Um, Peer pressure. You, so you you're probably mostly a head to head player, is that right? Yeah, not intentionally. Like if I have a hot start, I'll sort of try to play overall, but. You know, our league has a pretty big buy-in, two fifty a pop. So the cash is pretty good if you can win it. Um, yeah, it's pretty easy yeah. to justify, you know, throwing away a bit of overall to have a better shot at a couple of grand. Yeah, that's true. But you have had a, like a couple of pretty good overall seasons. Uh, I won a key ring one year. Yeah. I, that was that was the year you won fantasy, and uh, whilst you were trying to secure your fantasy win, you were assistant coach of my super coach side while I was overseas. Oh, that's right. And uh, I think you forgot to put, you, you forgot <laughs> to either put Rapana or Turbo in when Turbo was playing on the wing and they both scored triples. And yeah, yeah I basically fucked you. I lost my semi final maybe. And I would have yeah. won the final by shit loads. Oops. Soz. That's but fine. I think something I did the week before made you win that, that week. So, you know, Swings and roundabouts. Well, I only, um, rem- I only remember your error. Yeah. So how are you going this year so far? Not bad. Um, not bad. I feel like... What's your ranking? Oh, my ranking, it's in... I, I started pretty well. Last week was no good. Um, basically, I don't like buying centres in the backs. So when all the games are in Sydney and it's absolutely pissing down, I'm pretty exposed. 7,000. But that 7, was... 7,000. I was, yeah, okay. yeah oh, much, much, much better last week. That's not too bad. And so you're like, are you, I wouldn't call you a massive rugby league fan, right? Not at all. Not, not at, at all. all. Yeah. So, so, and how many games do you reckon you watch in a week? Uh, these days, it's would probably average about half a game. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah. so do you think that impacts your ability to play Supercoach? So basically, you're you're playing Supercoach just on stats and no eye test. Pretty much. So I watch Origin, I watch the finals, you know, if there's like a Storm Roosters game, I'll try and watch that. Or, you know, like the game this Thursday, I'd try to watch, although there's a couple of outs. So just to give you an example, so last year, semi-finals of our head-to-head, you know, two wins and it's a couple of grand in the bank. Um, you know, I sat Brimson because he can't really keep it up. He was a pod, I was in front. And if I'd been watching the games, I probably would have seen, you know, how critical he was to that, to that run. So I'd sort of mis- misattributed, you know, correlation to probably what was causation. And if I was watching, you know, three or four games a week, I'd probably win that semi. Maybe I win the final. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. So you're saying it does have an impact. Like, I certainly think it does. Like, I think you can do a lot just looking at the stats, but I do think that the, the eye test has an impact. As yeah. Well. well, like three or four um, years ago, you know, Holmes probably averaged, you know, 85 for the last eight games or whatever. And if you're sitting back, you're thinking he can't keep it up. But if you're watching the games, you just go, oh, okay. They've basically started just giving him the ball all the time. Yeah, so the funny thing about that is, although I was watching games, 
I got on that that Holmes run because of the data. Okay. I remember just looking at the data for a couple of weeks and going, oh, he's running. He's now suddenly running the ball 25 times a game. Like he's got to score 50 just from his runs and now, and then he's got goal kicking as well and he's scoring his tries. I have to have this guy in my yeah. team. I rode him into the top 100 that year. Yeah, maybe another example. So, so Lindsay Collins was named starting prop, right? Mm. Look at the team sheet and the guys that are coming back from injury not long after. Okay, so Radley's back soon. Butcher's on the bench, who's bloody good. You know, Hargrave is on the bench. How many extra minutes is he going to get? Well, if I'd been watching a lot of games, I would have seen how good a player he was and realised that he was, you know, maybe top dog, right? But if you're just looking at the stats, you go, well, 45 minutes maybe? Yeah. 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 Collins is an interesting one, actually. We might have to talk, talk about him a bit more yeah. later. So big news this week. Um, we've had two massive late outs today. Uh, Nathan Cleary, who was rumoured to be out, but is confirmed out now, and Ryan Pappenhausen uh, are both out. Yep. Do, do you have both those guys in your team? I don't have Pappenhausen. I have Cleary. Um, right. Pappenhausen, Pappenhausen is probably my favourite player at the moment, um, which has a massive caveat in that I hardly watch any games. Um but I left him out. I thought their opening draw was way too hard. Yeah, I have I have Latrell there. Oh look, we haven't done badly no. with Latrell. Okay, so on both of those guys, I would definitely say hold both of them. I suppose if you had absolutely no other issues in your team, so it's Ryan Madison's out as well. A lot of people would have Ryan Madison. If you don't have Ryan Madison and you've got both those guys, the one and only trade you could do maybe is Pappenhausen to Latrell. Yeah. Given that Latrell has a good run coming up so Cleary but Cleary is I mean he probably was pretty close to playing right so he's back next week you think what's the deal with Pappenhausen they've said he's back next week yeah, as okay. well they've said it's a one-week injury yeah. so both of them one one-week injury so you really wouldn't trade either of them out yeah. and and even with like if anyone's considering Pappenhausen to, uh, to Luttrell Pappenhausen has the Broncos the week yeah back. the draw the storm um, draw opens up massively I mean the bunnies draw does yeah. too but the hard yards has been done. And he scored well anyway. Yeah. And he scored well in the wet. Yeah, he scored well anyway. Look, yeah, look, I think that both of them are absolute holds. You shouldn't be trading either of them. Do you have a backup halfback? I'm probably going to be captaining Jock Madden if Teddy goes well early in the week. Right, so that's a no. <laughs> You've got Jock Madden. Yeah. Um, so you're basically taking a... Probably. I mean, the um, when I, when I decided to draft Madden in the preseason... My first instinct was to, to slip Kiri in there because, you know, if Cleary misses a week, you know, I can I can slot I can slot Kiri in, but ultimately I didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, which is fair enough too. I mean, I I funnily enough also have Jock Madden there. And after two rounds I was feeling quite vindicated about not going with one of the sort of four fifty K reserve halfbacks that a lot of people have picked, like Fogarty or Moses or CHT. Well, the only one that hit the only um, one that hit was Hunt, and I mean, did you even yeah, think no about Hunt? No one had Hunt. No, no one had Hunt, and no, it never occurred to me to even think about Hunt. So, yeah, I was feeling a little bit vindicated, but obviously, there's that big risk of not having a reserve halfback, and and here we are. So you've got Jock Madden as well. All right, how's this for you? How do you feel about Jacob Little to Ben Hunt? I don't hate it, but I have a bit of an aversion to drafting in time bombs. So last year, for example, I brought in that Canberra prop who absolutely shot out of the blocks. Oh, Gula. Gula. And I had I had Dane Laurie, right? 
So I brought in Gula. Gula's going to make 100 grand in two weeks, and then I'm going to trade Gula to a back using Dane Laurie, right? Never yeah. worked, and I had Gula just stinking around at 150. Couldn't play him, couldn't get the money, had too many other problems. So Ben Hunt, for me, I think they've got an easy game this week. So I don't mind that. Yeah, they've got two pretty easy games. Ben Hunt just... I mean, obviously, if I want to buy a halfback, he's on the list, right? He's dual position. I can move him around. I could trade out little later and sort of do some funky stuff. So so the reason... Look, let me break that down a little bit because people are going to be listening to this going, that's crazy. Little's got like a minus 50 break even. What the hell are you talking about? Now, two things. Little has scored a try in his in his first two games, and that's given him what sort of high 60s, 70-odd points. The chances of him scoring a try in the next couple of games are very small. And and it looks like with Mbai on the bench, he's going to get about 50 minutes. So in my books, I think he's going to score sort of 30, 35 points going forward. And if he scores 30, 35 points over the next two weeks, and if Ben Hunt scores about 50 to 60 points over the next two weeks, they're going to make roughly the same amount of money in that time. I have no issue with that part of it. My only issue, I mean, how long do you hold Hunt for? I just... Well, that's the next part. So Hunt then, he makes 100K, gets to about 550. If Cody Walker has a quiet game uh, this week against the Roosters, the week after next, so hold, hold uh, Hunt for two weeks and trade him directly to Cody Walker. Yeah, I have absolutely no issue with that, and I can see people doing that with Jaden Braley as well. Obviously, you need more cash to make the jump. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, it works in theory. I was going to do it with Gula last year. That same sort of tactic has stung me in the past. Um, if it works well, you know, it's beautiful, right? It's like you're just catching a lift up to the top floor. It's great. So for others who don't, like, maybe can't make that trade, what what would you do? I suppose you've just got to, like, copy AE, really. There's, there's not a huge amount you can do. There's not another gun you can go to. Oh, oh. And if, unless you've got a lot of cash around, you can't trade up you know, Sam Walker to... Well, I was, was going to say, the big difference is, so you and I have Madden, right? Most people in our situation probably have Walker. Now, yeah. I don't love Teddy as a captain this week. I captained him the first two weeks. I don't love him as a captain this week, but because I got Madden, I can vice-captain him. If you have Walker, you can't. Yeah, that's true too. And and Madden actually gives me the jewels in order to, to trade little to hunt. Yep, exactly. Uh, people wouldn't be able to that's do... Right with Walker, which is the whole reason I picked Madden in the first place. Same. Yeah. So, so for uh, me, the, if I want a halfback, it's going to be Kiri. And I think I don't, I would have loved to have started with him, but I just, I just can't see him going on with it. He has these runs every year where he goes bananas. And I feel like just because he's done that in the first two weeks, doesn't mean this year is going to be any different. If I thought he, if I thought he could continue with it, then Basically, I'd get Kiri this week, play him at halfback, and then he's my 5'8", and I forget about Munster and Walker for a while. Yeah, okay. Yeah, look, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, like Kiri does look like a decent option, but I had him last year, and he was on this great run, and then I bought him, and he scored, like, some 15s and 20s. So, I, I, I so like, I've done this a few times. I like picking up Kiri at that stage in the season where you've got sort of 20, 21 players, and um, you just play him on matchups. Yeah, but even in the good matchups, where I bought him for a run of good draw and he, he didn't score well, <laughs> I would be hesitant to bring in Kiri as well. If you started with him, amazing. But and he does look like he's completely dominating that team and playing really well. So maybe he will extend the run. But I, I'd be well. The other the other data that we have is Lamb sucks, and I think there's a correlation between Lamb sucking and Kiri 
doing really well. The question is, does Lamb continue to suck? So, okay, it sounds like we're more or less agreed on that. So, so I think the summary of all that is probably copy AE if you can't afford Ben Hunt. Well, yeah, if Teddy if Teddy goes well, then you know that's that's one thing. If Teddy if you know if Teddy pulls out a seventy and you've got you know Staines, Saab, you know someone else that might lay a turd, then you know maybe maybe you feel compelled to trade. But if you have Sam Walker, you you can't make that decision late like we can yeah so that's a good segue into charlie staines uh, he's been he's in about 50 percent of teams and he's been stinking it up and i think he's in both of our teams what are you doing with him i'm holding i would happily upgrade him if i didn't have other priorities don't think i'd downgrade him um i don't feel like any of the cheap center wings have really come on except for Tessie knew, and I said before that I don't really like picking centres, so I don't have him. Now, Brisbane draw, like, I don't want any, I don't want to be anywhere near any Brisbane backs. Like, there's, you know, New's got a low break-even, Izaka's got a low break-even, Croft's got a low break-even, don't touch them. Like, they've got, like, yeah, they're... Yeah, they've got a really <laughs> yeah. tough draw coming yeah. up, and they're going to get flogged. And Izaka in particular has this history of scoring really badly when they get flogged. I wouldn't like he just doesn't get the, get involved yeah. at all. I mean, I wish um, I wish I started with Tessie. I wouldn't buy him. Starting with Ozarko would have been nice. I wouldn't buy him. What about Ryan James? Would Ryan James. Trade, I would love. Would you trade Tessie down to Ryan James? Uh, sorry. Yes. Uh, Stains down to Ryan James. Yes, I would. Because. Okay, to do that, you must have a dual position player in the second row, probably right. Which means yeah. if James, uh, yeah, if James, if James, you know, makes 100 grand quickly or 150 grand quickly, then you can turn him back into a second, uh, a back pretty quick. I probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't downgrade a forward to Ryan James, but I would downgrade Staines to James with a plan to bring James back to a, a back, which is exactly what I did with Gula last year, and it backfired. But in that scenario, I would. Wish I started with James, yeah. wouldn't bring him in other than in that scenario. What about James versus Alvaro? And just before you answer, I'll go through a couple of stats. Um, so James is 236k, break even of minus 52, and he's been getting 40 minutes. Alvaro is 255k with a break even of minus 23, and he's actually been getting 48 minutes. Yeah. So, um, James, you can hide in yeah. the second row. You've got six spots yeah. there. In the front row, most serious coaches are going to have Stefano and Spencer in that yep. three-four spot. If you bring in Alvaro, you got to play one of those guys. I was banking on a cheap prop from the Dragons in the preseason, and Alvaro was the guy that I had penciled in. Didn't didn't work out on on Teamless Tuesday. Round one score sort of indicated that, and now here he is with a massive one. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't mind Alvaro as long as you're not you don't have to start, you know, him or Spencer or Stefano. Yeah, well I'm the same. I can't fit in Alvaro anywhere in my team. I don't have a prop spot. Like I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna downgrade Tino to an Alvaro, and I'm not gonna get rid of one of my other two guys. So I can't fit him in anywhere really. Um, but Ryan James, I am interested in, and if I didn't do the little to to hump trade, I'd probably do the 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 stains to to James yeah. trade. 
The only the only guy actually, I'm just thinking about cheapies, and the only guy that we haven't yet talked about, I suppose, is the Warriors halfback, Sullivan. So you know that CHT is out for three months. Well, I was assuming we were going to talk about him when you were going to ask me about Jaden Braley. I wasn't going to ask you about Jaden. Okay. Well, we can. Well, now that I've brought it up, so my hope. We should probably talk about Jaden Braley. Maybe I wasn't going to ask you because I've already yeah. got him. He's almost a no-brainer. Like, so just get him in. I don't know what else we can we can say if you don't have him. Get my him. my hookers and five eights are absolute poo. <laughs> Watson's doing okay. Jaden Braley. I mean, I'm happy to call him trade of the week if you don't have him, but I don't think I'm going to get him. Why? I've got. Firstly, I can make two trades of guys that I can conceivably see staying in my team all year if they don't get injured. And there's a lot of options. So my five, my halves and hooker are interchangeable because of the Lamb-Watson thing, right? We've got Mitch Kenny coming through, maybe, if he has another good score. And then their draw, I don't know, they've got the Bulldogs coming up and then maybe the Broncos whilst Coruscant's out. You've got Schuster coming through and we've got the Warriors guy coming through. So I feel like I feel like I can pass on Braley, and as long as one or two of those guys does okay, I can still fix up my hooker and five eight, and then this week I can get two like guys that'll be with me until round twenty six. Right. So trade of the week, probably not getting him, and my hookers are poo. Okay, so back to Sean O'Sullivan. If you've got Sam Walker and you can't plug that hole and you don't want to take the AE. Would you consider getting in Sean O'Sullivan? Oh, I'd want to have a look at him first. I want to have a look at him. Oh, yeah, I mean that's my answer. Because he's well. not. You got to. I mean, it's cash depleting as well. Making that trade. Yeah, you, you're not making cash. You're losing. You're it. losing cash. You got to lose cash. You don't make any for two weeks. Everyone else gets a two week look at him, and if he stinks, you're stuck with him. In 2019, he had a five game run where he averaged 47. Yeah. In in pretty much four games. But then in 2020, he had three games where he averaged 29. So, look, it's not a huge sample size. It doesn't look like he's going to be amazing. Yeah. I mean... I definitely would want to see, like, a couple of good games before I brought him so, in. So, so personally, my plan... So, hopefully, Schuster goes well this week, and I get rid of one of my guys that's not Watson to Schuster. Um, and if Kenny, if Kenny has a decent game... I'll probably pick him on spec for that Panthers, and I think it's the Broncos game not long after. Yeah, okay. So, all right, Schuster, you, you brought him up. So I think you're going to say you should wait a week on Schuster. Yeah, I don't like the bench. Um, they've had two prop, one utility, one back bench, and now they've got three forwards on the bench. The guy's not a forward playing in the forwards. Like, Jerbo's not getting a rest. Like, what's that third forward doing there? Yeah. So be interested, yeah. So let's let's have a look at his minutes. I agree, but more interestingly, in, from a kind of strategic point of view, let's say that Schuster gets sort of fifty or sixty points next week, right? Well, this, sorry, this week, and then he's got two pretty good scores in his in his rolling average, and he's going to be very popular. I what I'm thinking of doing is doubling up on on guns in the in the five eight spot. Yeah. <coughs> so you have to let him go. Sorry. Well. Not I have to let him go. I'm going to deliberately let him go because I think yeah. a lot of people are going to be enticed by Schuster. Cody Walker is going to go... Yeah, should go bananas. ...potentially on a big run. And, and having the dual gun 5.8s of Luai and Cody Walker is going to be massively pottish in, in combination. Yeah, yeah I've got no issue with that. And Schuster's a bit of a time bomb as well. 
Um, I don't know who comes back first. Probably Sirenin comes back, and then then he's gone. They're saying four to six weeks for Ciro, so you get a decent amount of time. I think Schuster will actually make pretty good money. Yeah, yeah. I'm just interested in in trying to run, get on that run of Cody Walker good games, and who knows? Like you know, he may not score that well. There are a few question marks over Cody Walker, like whether or not Latrell kind of gets most of the points. Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to pay. I didn't want to pay six fifty for him. Um, five fifty, I'd buy. I think he's gonna be six hundred when you want to buy him, and I think that's kind of debatable. Yeah, I'm I'm not that worried about the 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 money as long as I can afford him. Like whether he's six hundred or five fifty, doesn't bother me that much because I'm I'm hoping that he goes on a run of like hundred point games. Yeah. In which case, you know, he'll be worth it regardless. Well, it depends who's scoring, right? If the winger scores, Latrell's gonna steal his points. If Latrell scores. Walker's going to get lots of points. Yeah. And Luttrell, like not having Luttrell, as we kind of briefly touched on before. Oh, it's a hedge. It's a hedge. So you know who the the best hedge of Luttrell is? Johnston. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The only problem with Johnston is he's like, he's got a lot of Charlie Staines-like qualities because he's got terrible, terrible base. Johnston is is Darius Boyd, Queensland, like playing outside England. (laughs) Yeah, but that's the thing. Like everything's going down that left edge. He's just going to score so many tries. And if you don't, if you can't get Luttrell in because you've got Pappenhausen, you don't want to sell Pappenhausen. I do think that Johnston is a decent hedge. Like every, pretty much every try assist is going. So to, how do I? He's going to be. How do I hedge Pappenhausen? And and I owned Pappenhausen last year. I held him when everyone sold, and the monster Pappenhausen scores didn't really correlate. Yeah, I'm not sure there's anyone in that team that correlates. The only one that correlates maybe a tiny bit is Adokar, but a lot of the time he makes his own points. <laughs> yeah, he just pokes, pokes his breaks. nose through the middle of the ruck. Two yeah. light, you know, two tackle busts and a line break, gets caught by the fullback, 14 points, does that twice a game, kicks goals, 20 runs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, what about... Uh, you don't have Ryan Madison, do you? I do, actually. I had... Um, oh, you do? He was one of my last guys picked. So who, what are you going to do with him? So I'm probably going to sell him. If if he hadn't missed extended periods from concussion in the past, I'd hold him. Um, I'm, I'm a renowned holder. Yeah, look, I couldn't agree more. I think he's, I think you've got to sell him. Like, who knows? It could be it could be a month. Yeah. And I don't think at this stage of the season you can have, like, 660K sitting on the bench for a month. And also, you won't know, right? It's not like, you know, he's cracked a bone in his wrist, you know, surgery plus six weeks. No one knows. Yeah, you don't know. So, what are you going to do with him? Who are you going to, who are you going to buy? So, I was going to ask you if you think Mitch Barnett's a time bomb. Um, but if you don't have Barnett, then if you think he's going to keep the kicking, get him. Plays the first buy. If you think he's going to lose the kicking and that's going to be soon, I think he's you know he's not going to hang around in your team all that long. Um, I don't know about that. Like. I mean, firstly, he's kicking pretty well. So there is some chance that he holds onto it. So that I think even without the kicking, he's like a borderline keeper. He's getting, he's playing 80 minutes. He's getting a lot of ball and he's breaking a lot of tackles, not because he's massive, but just because he's like, he's got this certain like kind of the way he runs, he cuts inside and like brushes lots of people when he runs back inside. He's, I think he's, they've got a pretty good draw. I think he's going to score some tries. Yeah. So 
and he plays he plays the round thirteen buy the first week buy. I think even if he loses the kicking, he's probably a hold until round thirteen. I, Worst case scenario, you're going to make a bunch of cash. I agree with the round thirteen thing. I think that gives you basically insurance if he loses kicking. So it keeps kicking for a few weeks, big scores, maybe reverts back to high fifties for a couple of weeks, and then plays the first buy and probably kicks. So I think it's good. What about David Fafita? Is he a better option than David Fafita? I think so. Um, Fafita, I don't feel like has upside in his price. Um, I'm a proud owner. I brought him in last week because he was playing in dry weather. I probably wouldn't have if he was if he wasn't. Um, I think Barnett's better. Yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, I don't have Fafita, and he's one of the guys that I hate not having. The one thing I would mention about him is, although he looked amazing last week, that right edge defense of the of the Broncos is so bad. Like Milford was defending next to Tessie, and they just didn't seem to know what they were doing. He basically walked over the line. Like yeah. it wasn't because it was David Fafita; it was just because those two are terrible. Now he's playing the, the Cowboys this week, who have bad edges as well. But it's actually like the really bad edge is the Cohen Hess edge, which is the other edge. So, you know, he could still score a try easily or two, who knows, but it's I don't think it's as good uh, going forward. So, yeah, I just wouldn't rely on that, you know, scoring two tries a game. Yeah. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's fairly priced, whereas Barnett is a bargain at least for the next few weeks. Yeah. yeah. The other guy that actually both of us have that maybe a lot of people are looking at because he's been really good is Satili. Love Satili. <sighs> Probably going to upgrade him in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, so his base is low, which is, I think, what you know kept people away from picking him from the beginning of the season. But geez, when I kept looking at it, and I was looking at him going, what am I missing here at the beginning of the season? Because I've had him since the start. Yeah. He's 410K. Yeah, his base is low-ish at around 40. It's been 43 so far this season. Yes. But yeah, in the, in the best attacking team in the comp, playing 80 on that on that right edge next to Kiri. So. He's going to score a lot of So tries. I couldn't understand his low ownership percentage. So I think people were turned off by his 120-point game last year. The way I saw it is he's going to have another 120-point game this year. The Roosters are still going to put 50 points on, and they've nearly done it twice. He could have scored three tries in that first yeah. game. So, look, I think he's an absolutely great option if you're looking at someone cheaper. I mean... Who knows if he's going to keep the try scoring run? Obviously, the, the game against the Bunnies is a little harder this week, but yep. you know he's going to make a lot of money. The other guy, the other guy I like is um, we talked about Collins already. If you've got dual position, Madison to Collins, which gives you plenty of cash to, to fix another problem. Yeah, I like Collins too, and he's getting he's getting pretty big minutes. My only concern with Collins is Radley's back this week, yep. so there's more competition for middle minutes at the Roosters. So I'd be very interested to see how many minutes he gets. And the other thing is, those first two games have been like pretty much wipeouts. Yeah. So is is Robbo kind of saving his big guns like like TKO? TKO played about 55 minutes last week, but played really low minutes in the first game for the big games. So I'll be interested to see with a full, almost full strength team for the Roosters and against a good opposition, what sort of minutes he gets. And that's why I would, be a little bit hesitant on Oh, Collins. it's definitely a risk. I mean, if Radley gets the starting lock position, um, Liu probably goes to prop, replacing one of those kids that's on there. Butcher Butcher needs time. There's there's a lot of quality in that squad. Yeah. Yeah, agree. 
Um, what about um, what about Papali'i? Direct replacement. Yeah, I don't know. I actually think Papali will probably probably was scoring better at lock. Yeah, because he was playing um, he was playing forty minutes in the middle, and then he got a bit of edge time in both games, right? Yeah, I think that's right. So on the edge, I mean, I don't know if he gets eighty or not on the edge. There are like Hipgrave, I think, is on the bench, so maybe, maybe not. And I think his PPM will go down a fair bit on the edge. I think he's okay, but I I would prefer Tupanua, to be honest, to probably on the edge. What do you think? I just, yeah, I mean, I think I can't be sure he got the proper amount of time in both of those first two games. I don't know how long he has that starting second row spot for. I just, like, yeah, I don't want a guy who who might leave my team in three weeks' time. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of question marks over him still, but we'll see. Yeah, well, i got, I got uh, one last one for you. Um, this yeah. this one also gives you a bit of cash. Jai Arrow, I'm not interested, but if you had if you had a few points last week for the wet weather, 65 points at his yeah. price. Oh, I don't mind Jai Arrow. And the fact that he didn't score as well last week means that he's probably going to stay a bit of a pod. Yeah. I guess the issue with Jai Arrow is like it's sort of hard to know what's going on with Benji, what's going on with Cam Murray. Like it seems like there's like three locks in that team now. It, yeah, I'm I'm just a little bit not sure about what his minutes will look like going forward. So, so um, here's one for you. So Benji, right? Let's say the Bunnies are winning, but it's not a spanking, right? Does he come on the field? So in the first game, he came on at lock when they needed to catch up. In the second game, he came on to cover in the halves. What happens know. if they're eight points ahead? I don't know if he even plays. Yeah, he may not play. And what does that mean for, for Jai Arrow? Maybe he gets 60, 65. It's great. It's great for Arrow. Yeah. The other thing just we touched on briefly is that to Papali'i going to the edge means for me that that para... Um, bench is almost weaker in terms of middles than it was even before. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. Which is yeah. great for Paulo. That before we had all the carnage of this week with Cleary and um and Pappenhausen being out, I was considering trading Tino for Paulo. Paulo Paulo for me is an interesting one. So we had the signalling in the preseason that he was going to get more time, right? Yeah, mm. he's a big guy and the game is speeding up. But He's he's not playing two 30-minute stints. He's playing 20 minutes, then 10, then he gets half-time, then 10, then he's playing another 20. Like, it's... Yeah. Wish I'd started with him. Not sure I'm going to trade him in. Look, if we had no other issues this week, I, I would still be considering that Tino to Polo trade. Tino's got a pretty easy matchup this week against the Cowboys, so I think he's he deserves at least one more week. And given Polo's price, even with those two big scores early on, he's not going to go up that much. So I think I'm okay to wait another week on Bolo and just see. Um, I'm interested to see what his score looks like without a try, really. His base actually hasn't been that good. Does he play Origin this year? Yeah, you'd think he would. If he doesn't play Origin, I think he's a bit of a steal. And it's and it's all right, to look, do with that. I wish I'd like, him. you know, he gets, he gets to play that last 10 minutes of the first half when everyone's knackered. He's had a 10-minute sit-down, comes on, he's massive, can bust the line, as we've seen. All right, let's let's move back to the back. So we talked about Staines briefly before in terms of um, you know maybe trading him to say Ryan James, which we both kind of like. What about if you don't have the the jewel to trade Staines to James? What about upgrading him? But 
to someone like Virgo? Yeah, so I've got Virgo. Um, very happy. I got stuck last week with a team full of wingers playing in Sydney, so I'll forgive him for that. Virgo has very good base. He's got base of 32, which is pretty good for, for a winger. The next three games they've got are super juicy. While you're checking that, he just can't go as badly as last year. It's not possible. No, no, it's not possible. The question is how much better is he going to go? Is he going to go better enough <laughs> to pick him yeah. up? So the next three games, he's got the Sharks, who have that notoriously bad left-hand edge. Like they had That, that left-hand edge for the Sharks last year was pretty much the worst in the comp. Then the Tigers against their left-hand edge, which was... Like Joey Leilu has been dropped, but that edge got absolutely towed up by the Roosters last year. Do you know week. what I don't understand about that? So last year they had the Leilua brothers playing together at the start of the season. Realised that, yeah, that was a bad idea. Moved to the younger one. And this year they started them on the same side. And in about the same amount of time, BJ's been dropped. Yeah, it makes no sense, really. It's it's bad coaching. It's in the Nathan Brown play Palmer at 5'8", school of terrible coaching. Or yeah, that like, went well. Justin Holbrook not realising that Bryce Cartwright isn't a first grader. School of bad coaching. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't, it makes no sense. And also, Tommy Talao is a great player. He's really underrated. You know who, so he you comes, know who else I think is a really good centre? Paul yeah. Momorowski. Yeah. That they let go. Yeah, he's a little... He could be a little sneaky pod, Paul Momorowski. He could be another upgrade for Charlie Stane. Um, the other guy that's like way off the radar... That I just want to talk about. So, so I think Fergus is a really good option. Like, I agree, you can't go worse than last year. The only question mark is still, you know, how much they go down that right-hand side. But they've changed around the team a little bit. Dylan Brown's on that side now, so I think that can only help him. But, yeah, the other guy is Heimel Hunt. Yeah. Yep. No, their draw is their draw is very soft, and he's he's playing outside, playing outside best. Yeah, he's playing on the left-hand side, which has always been the best side for the, for the Knights. Now, obviously, Pong is not there, but he's due back in a few weeks. You know, he had 40 in base last week. Yeah, uh, yeah. got no issue at all with, with Hunt. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see, like, small sample size, of course. It'd be interesting to see if you can back that up. But he's got a he's got a negative break even. He's 380k. And, you know, it looks like Best is going to create things for him. So yeah. that would be a, a good little up- upgrade, I think. Is there anyone else in the backs that you'd, you'd think about? I mean, you've got Brian Doyle, right? Yeah, I got him. Yep. In, in... Yeah, I mean, I think if you don't have him, I think you've got to get him in. Yeah, I mean, what I what I what so the cheap backs haven't really hit. There's very few in that sort of three hundred to four hundred range. So I, you've either just got to keep rolling the dice with the cheap guys or pay top dollar. Other than the guys we spoke that's, about, that's true. But top or isn't top dollar, right? Not quite. Like, he's 520k. I feel like he's almost going to hit his 520k price point on base and power. He scored 53 last week without anything. He's averaging 16 points a game in tackle busts. Yeah. Well, he's kind of, you know, he's like small and nuggety, always bust the first tackle. Yeah, but he's also taking all of Mansell's work. Yeah. Well, Staines wouldn't be doing any. So Staines does nothing. So his base has gone up. And he's just kind of bigger and stronger than he was last year, and he's busting more tackles. Yeah, oh, look. I think he's basically must have in the backs. Like I can see him averaging like sixty-five to seventy for the year, to be honest. Yep. Yeah, he could be this year's nofo. Yeah, I think he might be. I think he might be. What, what's happened uh, to nofo? Is there what's else? happened to nofo? Oh, they've just got a really tough draw, and he doesn't have Benji feeding him. Exactly. No Benji, no nofo. 
No, Benji, no, no. I still think, okay, well, this is a good segue, actually, because I still think that he's a target come sort of round five, round six. Like, I don't expect him to average, like, 75 like he did last year, but I think when their draw softens up, he could average 65. Yeah. Um, and if he's at a, you know, if he's at a good price, it's still worthwhile. If the price is right, yep. Yeah, their draw really opens up from round five onwards. So he's one on my list. I've got another back for you just before we move on. Okay. What about Justin Ollum? Mm. I think he's about 400, so he's a little bit more than, than Fergo and Hunt. Would you take Ollum over Remus? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Remus scored pretty well last week and had he had like 35 points in base last week, Remus. Real improvement from round one. Ollum has never really been that relevant, so I'm a little bit cautious on him. Like he, I, But he has started very well. Because the Melbourne, the Melbourne draw opens up as well. Not not massively, yeah. but they, you know, their first three games were very tough. Yeah, look, I'd have to have a, like a better look at him. I haven't really looked at him, if I'm honest, because he's never been that relevant. And I don't actually think Melbourne Storm centres have often been that relevant. Yeah. It's usually the wingers that score lots of tries. Yeah, I'll pay that. And the wingers, maybe. the wingers don't tend to take a lot of hit ups either. No. Yeah. I'd probably take Remus to be honest at the price at the very, at the relative price points. I I made fun of Remus. I didn't think he was going to be very good, but he did impress me last week. I'll be looking at him pretty carefully to see how he goes this what week. What about the uh, returning Queensland centre representative representative player might when he spot back? Kurt Capewell. No, um, the other guy that's stuck in the Queensland squad, Lee. Oh, Branko Lee. Do you think he's lost his spot? Oh, uh, he might come back on the wing, Branko. Yeah. yeah, I think he's probably most likely to come back on the wing, or or he goes to centre and Remus goes to the wing. So yeah, I mean that might create some job insecurity for Remus. But so yeah, so so what I want to talk about, I mean this round is this is kind of moving round, right? Like this is the round where everyone's kind of looking to get the right cheapies in because it's the week, it's the week to fix right? problems. It's the week to fix problems, but we've been a little bit. I guess knocked by that because of all the the injuries and carnage that we've had today, um, but you still do that, I think. And I look, I think you need to use your two trades to to jump on on the right cheapies if you don't have them, if you can. But after this week, very quickly, this is when it gets kind of really exciting for me because over the next sort of two to three weeks, this is where you can very quickly jump up to some guns that haven't scored that well in the first few weeks and have lost a bit of cash from guys that have, you know, had a couple of good scores and have had two or three price rises. And I think there's an opportunity, as I discussed with Cody Walker, of getting on some of those guns before everyone else does because I think people get a bit distracted by, like, keeping on going after all the cheapies. So there'll be, like, more cheapies. Like, Josh Schuster is the perfect example. He's going to pop up next week, and he might be great. But if you keep, if everyone keeps like trying to get every cheapie that comes up, that's a bit of a distraction rather than upgrading some of these guys to real point yeah, scorers. Most points wins. Most points wins exactly. So, so Cody Walker's on my list. We talked about Latrell. Damien Cook is on my list. Uh, Grant, when he comes back, will be on my list. Payne Haas, and we briefly just talked about Nofo, are all sort of targets that hopefully should come down in price. Haas may not, Latrell may not, but some of those other guys might come down in price a little bit. So the only, so the um, only guy that's been laying turds though is Nofo. The others will come down a little bit. Walker will depend on how he goes against the Roosters. Yeah, you're right. Cook won't come down much because he turned up. Grant might start slow when he comes back. Maybe he might not start at eighty minutes. Yeah. 
might come down a little bit. That's a bit of a slow burn. Haas is going to be an interesting... Like, he could be a big pod for a few weeks. Oh, absolutely. And, again, you know, we've got some preseason signalling that he's going to play a bit less time. Um, I don't mind that because I don't understand a guy that big not scoring much. Right? He hardly scores any tries. He's massive. Yeah, like, so basically what you're saying is he should be have, should have more impact in less minutes. Yeah. I think if he plays 60, he could still be really, really good. And he's kind of more interesting to me now. Like, I wouldn't have ever started the season with him, even if he hadn't been suspended. But once, after a few weeks of price rises, the, like, value becomes less important, I think. And, and getting on some of these guns, even at value, at, at their kind of right price point. Oh, yeah. You've got to be very he, careful to stop chasing value. Yeah, you, just, exactly. you end up with a like massively overvalued team, but sitting back, you know, in the thirty thousands. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I find this part of the season like really, really interesting, interesting and exciting because I'm trying to like jump on some of these guns before everyone else yeah. does. Anyone else with a massive break even this week? That's uh, a dodge. We talked about Tessie. That's a dodge. Yeah. Oh, what do you what do you think about Reed Marnie? Yeah, like him. Uh, good zag from Rayleigh. Um, obviously, he's you know he's put Paulo in a couple of holes. Got to try himself, I think. But I think if he'd done that in past years, he wouldn't have hit the scores that he's hit. So I feel like something's different. Maybe the speed of the game. Guys, you know, guys tackling in the middle with the with the faster game should have an advantage. A little bit older, probably taking on a little bit more responsibility in that squad. Yeah, he has looked really, really dangerous. So I don't know if you've watched any of his games, but I don't know if it's because the the Parramatta forward pack is very good with Paulo and, and Campbell Gillard and they're getting a, a roll on. But when he runs out of dummy half, he looks like he's going to make a break every time he runs it. Yeah, nice. Um, and he's making like 50, 55 tackles a week. I... Like with all the mayhem, like I, you know, I've got Braley and 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 Little up there already. I wasn't going to trade one of them to Reed Marnie. I'm only trading Little to Hunt because otherwise I cop an AE. So I can't do it. But if you don't have Braley, I would really consider Marnie. I think he's going to have similar base to Braley, but I think he'll score more attacking stats. Yeah, I think I think Marnie would be very interesting if there was no Braley because you have a guy that's never been overly relevant who's quite expensive. And if he doesn't hang around in your team, it's a bit of a waste. Um, but I just think, yeah, most people are going to go for Brayley. If people have Watson there, he's doing fine. Little's also doing pretty good. The only other guy that I can spot with a massive break, even that we haven't talked about, um, is Brett Morris. <laughs> <laughs> cheapy, cheapy back. He's only 650k. Yeah. He's got a break even at minus 42. I'm not doing it. <laughs> no. I did it last year. You got injured, you got injured, did he? When you got him? He got injured as soon as I brought him <laughs> in. I was like, this guy just keeps scoring like a thousand tries. I've got to, I've got to get him. And, and it went terribly. Um, but apart from that, I think we've talked about most of them. Lisa Narmau is going very well for the Warriors. You need a 300k prop. Maybe you've still got Lodge. He's got to try or put one, in, put one on maybe. Yeah, I think there's attacking yeah. stats in there. What are you thinking for Captain Vice Captain this week? So yep. you, you see Vice Captain Teddy. I think I'm going to Vice Captain Teddy because I've got Jock Madden. Right, so you got basically a free shot. I'm at the a loop. free shot at the loop. If 
Teddy stinks. Actually, I think Barnett's probably my captain. Uh, probably going to bring him in and, and captain him. He plays late. Easy draw, kicking goals. I can't see him scoring less than 70. Yeah, okay. That's that's a pretty good shout. I've got Jerome Luai, and I know that they're playing Melbourne. I'm basically going to captain Tedesco every week unless he's playing Penrith or the Raiders, pretty much. Even, Maybe the even with the free shot? Well, if I do bring in Hunt, I won't have a free That's shot. True. If I have the free shot, maybe I will consider... Yeah, I'd probably do Tedesco VC if I had the free shot. So Luai has been threatening to kind of score 150 in both the first two games. And there's two extra line break assists, try assists in the first game that people dropped. Also, Kikau's um, running at whoever's got Kofusi's spot. Eisenhower. Who actually don't mind as a trade for Staines for two weeks. You probably get 50 points in your centres. It's not long it's enough. It's not long enough. For, if Kofusi had fought it and lost three weeks, maybe, two's not long enough. Maybe. No, it's not. But yeah, so I think I might just stick with Luai. He's going to have probably get a bit more ball with Cleary not there, my VC. But it's not too much else in my team that I would sort of consider going going with, to be honest. Yeah, well, if you don't if you don't have yeah. a free shot at Teddy, it's got to be someone in the early game. If Panthers score, you'd think it's down the left. I get it. Luai's. Yeah. I mean, Luai. Luai probably gets points whoever scores down that side. You'd think so. Yeah. Get, he'd get something. VC Hunt against the Seagulls? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they'll step up eventually. He scored 113 last week. They'll one. step up eventually. Maybe. I mean, they've got a rookie 5'8 playing in the back row. Yeah. And the rain might have saved them last week. That could have been another absolute yeah. shellacking. I mean, I always used to enjoy the margins when we were playing in the wet. <laughs> I think... To be honest, I think the Cowboys probably made the Dragons look better than they were last week. I think the Dragons are actually still very bad, but the Cowboys are just really, really bad. So, um, you know, Manly are pretty bad, based on all the, particularly with all the injuries. When does um when does Holmes move to fullback? And and, I mean, and do you I, bring him in the first week? Don't know about the first week, but you definitely have a look. He's goal kicking. Exactly. He's goal kicking. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how long Peyton sticks to his guns there. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's like he's one of the best wingers in the comp. Handy fullback. When is he best for the team? Yeah, Peyton obviously thinks on the wing. Maybe. And Drinkwater is such a bad defender that, like, their defense would be even worse with Drinkwater in the front line. Mm. So maybe that's why. That's one of the reasons why. Unless you just don't, like, unless you drop drink water altogether and keep playing Clifford. We'll see, I guess. All right. Well, that's pretty much everything I had on my list. It's been a pretty good chat. Is there anything else you wanted to discuss? Don't think so. Well, thanks for coming on. It's a pleasure. Uh, I uh, hope... didn't think I would ever be uh, invited to any sort of discussion forum <laughs> relating to rugby league, but there you go. I think you've covered yourself in glory, like a true expert. I mean, you've been playing this game long enough now. Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks again, and uh, and I wish you all the best. Let's see if I actually skip the Braley trade. Yeah, let's see if I have the ball to do this hunt trade <laughs> and skip Ryan James. All right, cheers, mate. See ya.